the geometry of the place was all wrong. One could not be sure that the sea and ground were horizontal. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, starring Stacy, Mike, Fred, and Steph. I am your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I'm your game master, Veronica, and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, am I alone? Or is anyone out there? It's me! (laughs) Whoa. Uh, sorry about that. It's Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Oh, thank God it's just you. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Oh my Jesus Christ, there's more of you. Yeah, I'm here, and I'm playing Todd B. I can handle two people. It's fine. Okay. Hey! Oh, Jesus Christ, there's more ghosties. It's me. I'm Steph, and I'm playing Clara. Wait, aren't you going to just say something funny (laughs) before I go? Like, you you can handle (laughs) only three people, but not four? No, I can. I've, I've got it ready. That's disappointing. Like everybody got like a scared reaction. Like there's ghosts, and of course, when Fred shows up, who plays Edward, you're not excited at all. Meh. Kind of sad. Oh, hey, Fred. Well, I don't want your pity. Hello. <laughs> well, listen. Can you give me before- like a genuine like hi? You know, I was going to give you a real good the room style hand job, but what ha- happened was you came in asking for the handsy. And I was like, nope, not going to happen now. I'm a woman in 2019, baby. Story of my life. So, Mike, what happened in the last episode? Last time on Cthulhu and Friends, Todd kicks down the door and finds Edward passed out. After gently waking Edward, the crew decides to regroup at home. In the morning, Edward and Todd discuss a similar dream involving Lily the bird. Edward then fills in the group on what he heard from the voice about signing the manifest. The crew decides to search for clues at the library. Edward and Clara head straight there while Todd and Bellamy quickly scope out the mayor's office. Edward and Clara get the librarian's help locating the previous manifests. However, the librarian appears to know all about the sacrifices via the manifests and the crew's previous visits to the island. And that's where we left off in the last episode. The old woman very slowly begins walking to the bookshelves and the bookshelves it's not like a public library or anything where the bookshelves are metal or outdated or anything like that these are all really heavy wooden shelves very intricately carved it looks like these have been here for maybe a hundred years at least She leads you down between two of these very tall bookshelves. And the bookshelves are maybe a good 10, and in some areas, 12 feet tall. And they're filled with really old books. And she takes you to an area that has a large iron gate in front of it. And she reaches in her pocket and you notice that her pocket is not bulging at all. She just has a long cardigan sweater. And you hear this jangling and moving of items. It almost sounds like someone pushing their hand through a really big barrel of Legos and other assorted thingies. And then she pulls out a single key. She slips it into the lock, unlocks it, 
And she opens the gate and she walks through the gate and she holds the iron bars open for you. Bellamy, you arrive at the library. You walk in and you hear this really loud creaking sound. It sounds like an old gate. Well, that's not ominous. Well, I I guess we're not going to find them out here. Let's go find these guys. I follow behind Todd. Todd, it doesn't take you very long and you see an old woman with her arm extended, holding open an iron gate, and Edward and Clara just kind of walking into the gate. Oh my god, was that your bones? I'm sorry, what? I smack Todd in the back. What? Ah, gosh. That is so rude. What's wrong with you? I'm so sorry, Oh, she's ma'am. holding a gate. Oh. <sighs> Hello, young man. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Todd. How are, how are you? Are you the librarian here? She flashes her name tag at you, and you see librarian. Ah, that's... that would have been a great giveaway. Hello, Bellamy. Uh, hello, ma'am. Come along. Oh, did you already meet? We've all met before. I... sorry, I I don't think that's true. I think that uh, we would remember... Oh, you were you were on the ferry, right? I might have been standing in the way of your picture. I'm sorry about that. She allows the gate to close. I will try to get to the other side of the gate before it closes. Oh, now you want to come. Okay. And she pushes the gate back open. You come in bells? I I guess. And I follow. She closes the iron gate behind you, and as she walks in front of you, behind you, you hear the gate lock again. She turns around to look at you, Edward and Bellamy. As her eyes fall on you, you recognize her, And you remember being in this library before. But the librarian looked very different. But you do remember looking into a book and seeing something unusual. But you don't quite remember what that was. So, I'm sorry, ma'am. How... How is our history going to be in some restricted section of a library? I've never been here before. When she says that, Bellamy, you remember the book and the book having your photos in it. I... I am having the weirdest deja vu. I think that we have been here before. At least definitely Edward and I possibly possibly Todd and I look at Edward. Wait, you remember that too? Yeah, there was a book and we were in like old pictures. What are you talking about? It's... I I don't know. It's like a dream. I... I think we might have been here before. I haven't. The old woman just begins walking and allows you to talk amongst yourselves. She climbs up a ladder and pulls down a large book. It has a number seven on it. And there are a lot of different symbols and... There's even, like, areas where it looks like 
there may have been something valuable, maybe like a jewel or something uh, that's actually been picked off. And she hands it to Clara. I will kind of look at it puzzled uh, for a second and then open it up to the first page. She sets her hand down on the first page. Miss Clara, you won't find yourself in the photos here, but trust that you are there. Just, well, in a state of learning. And she pulls her hand back. Uh, what? This... <laughs> This doesn't make any sense. It... As you flip the pages, you see a lot of these records, and they look very much like the logs that you've been signing every single day. Different names. The script is a little bit different. And then you get to the first photo. And it looks like this sepia-toned carnival festival type photo where you and all of your friends apparently were at some point because your names are listed underneath the photo and you see Edward, Bellamy, Todd and even Darius together in this photo and I'm not in the picture you are not there though your name is underneath the photo Is this some kind of joke? I mean, guys, look at this. The, the did, did Darius create this somehow? That I, is pretty elaborate. Wait, I don't remember this picture. When yeah. was this? I don't well, apparently I wasn't there, but my name's listed. Well, what if you were taking the photo? <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> right? That, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thanks. I thought I was losing my mind. That makes... Except I don't remember taking it. Where is this? A quick glance at the landscape behind you leads you to believe that you are standing over the cliff where Malsado Lago is currently, but it's just looking into the Hudson Bay. Could I roll a photography and try to determine if it's my photography style or if it looks like it's somehow been faked? Sure. Okay. Huh. And that was a two. You don't think that this is necessarily your style, you probably would not have had everyone dead center in the photo. You would have probably offset them just a little bit. But it seems like the photo is very portrait-like, and you typically don't do portraits. You like to capture people in the element and make it more aesthetically pleasing. Although it does not look like it's been faked. I, I, I'm sorry, ma'am, uh librarian i didn't catch your name I, I i don't i don't understand what i'm looking at my name is ezra ezra okay um why are there pictures that we don't remember i found them i don't necessarily have to explain them but um, this whole library well this section rather is about you your friends, your adventures. Our adventures? You mean like our our D and D games? There is a book about that, huh. though it's unfinished. I'm gonna kind of flip through some more pages and just kind of glance at the pictures. You notice that as you flip through the pictures you see your friends begin to age. You see as Bellamy specifically begins to get more tired, 
she seems to always have like a worried expression. Edward, on the other hand, seems to age much slower than the rest of the group, though not ageless. You just notice that maybe his hair goes a little bit lighter, but overall you don't notice any slumping of the shoulders, no gut or gaining of weight, loss of weight. And is Darius in the pictures throughout? He is. I, I, you, you guys need to look at these pictures. I don't know what to make of this. I, well, it's like some big joke or something. Like, I, I don't know how someone could have staged this. These pictures aren't fake. I mean, I would know a, a photograph that's been faked. It's, they're real. The librarian begins climbing up the ladder, and you notice that as she's climbing the ladder, she's quite spry, not moving with the aged slowness in which she led you to this restricted area. And she pulls down three more books, and she hands Bellamy a number four, she hands Edward a number five, and she hands Todd a number six. Okay, but listen, we we wouldn't need an introduction to the island and to all this stuff if we were here before, right? I mean, why would why would it all be new to us? I don't. Um, didn't you say you remembered things like okay, but, crazy deja but, vu, like? But it was all new then, too. I mean, it, it kind of like redid revisiting it or, or something. But but we weren't here originally because we couldn't have been. Were, were we? Are, are these numbers like the numbers of times we've been here? Bellamy has opened her book and has started going through the pages and I'm looking for pictures. You see colorful paintings. Your book is gilded and it has really intricate details. One of the paintings is of you and you seem to be like floating in the Hudson Bay. And it's just you by yourself. As you flip to the next page, you see a painting of you bringing water to people. You're helping like a group of, I guess, really malnourished people. As you flip further and further along, you meet up with your friends, but first you come in contact with Darius. And there's a photo of you standing tastefully nude and then Darius standing over you and you're both looking at each other. And then you have the next painting, which includes Edward, another painting, which includes Todd and then another one that includes Clara. You notice that as your paintings go on and on, that the artist is painting you in a different fashion, except Darius. Darius is totally the same. He looks exactly the same in every set of photos and every painting that you've looked out of him. He looks exactly the same. And contrary to Clara's book, you see that Edward is aging along with you. I would walk back over to Clara. Can we switch books? We should we should all look at these books. Uh, yeah, is is there a table? Can we set them all out? In one place? You may follow me to the study. 
and she walks to this really cozy looking room with a small round table and there are six chairs and she sits at one of them and motions for you to sit anywhere you like but you feel as though there's one chair in particular that's just your chair that's your spot I sit down in the chair that's familiar to me and I start going through my book I do the same but I switch books with Clara yeah Edward as you look through your book you notice that it's annotated with a lot of medical jargon and you have all of these formulas and then there are photos of you and they're photos of you finishing medical school and then you're with a lot of children and a lot of the children look like they have serious deformities and then when you flip the page you see those same children but their faces or their limbs have been restored you notice that as you flip through your book you see Bellamy you see Clara you see Todd and in your book none of you age you all stay the same until the very last page and you see a very crude pencil drawing of Todd and then it looks like he's unable to control his hands or his limbs but then there's just a scribble at the end It says, failure at Todd. Does the handwriting look familiar to me? It does. The handwriting is spot on for your friend Darius. Are you guys seeing this? Yeah, don't know what I'm seeing, but this is weird. After everything that's happened to us, we have to get away from the thought that this is still some elaborate joke that Darius has put together for us. There are pictures of us together in places that I've never been before, and some of it feels familiar to me I very quietly open my book and start flipping through the pages looking for any reference of Lily you don't find a reference to Lily in your book okay guys I I, I think I don't really have proof of this but seeing what we're seeing here I, I think I know what's happening. Oh, by all means, please explain. Okay, so you know how I wasn't entirely honest about that bird thing that happened? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, basically, she told me that she was a time traveler. And so I was worried about telling you guys because, you know, you know, like mess up the timeline and stuff. But But look... Obviously, we must meet up with her and then go back in time or something. And that's why we haven't done it yet. We're going to do it later. That that makes sense, right? Oh, my brain. Wait, oh. you're saying these pictures in these books haven't happened yet? They haven't happened yet for us. Oh. But we did them in the past. 
We just haven't gone to the past yet. So in, in um in the book that Bellamy has now, the one I started reading, um, Edward wasn't aging as much as everyone else. And then in these paintings, it, it looks like everybody's aging, but Darius isn't. So maybe like we're going to different times at different times in our own timeline. Well, I, I don't know about that, but so the oh. the bird person was Lily, right? So I, I yeah. just kind of quickly went through this book looking for any mention of her, but I didn't see any. So we should really look through the books for any reference to her. Because that should prove this, right? Maybe? Or, I don't know, it's a stab in the dark. Yeah, so, um, Ezra also told us, um, about the, the manifest, that the people came from another time or place? Correct. The people from another time and place are from an, another universe altogether. Oh my god, so now we're talking multiverse and time travel. Okay. She begins wheeling in an old school chalkboard. Okay. Wait, so what you're saying is these manifests are some form of time travel trafficking? Precisely. But what is the purpose of this trafficking? She draws an oval in the center of the chalkboard. And she writes cat. And then she draws a circle next to it. And she writes bird. You see, young man, we're here. And she points to the circle. And there never existed. But it did. I lived there for many years. And now it's gone. Did, did we live there too? No, you've never lived there. You've always been here. You've been creating here. What do you mean, creating? You've been dreaming this world. You've been living this world. You and your dog are the only ones that have been here before the rest of us. Clem? Wait. Edward's dog? Yes. As far as I can tell. Well, that's... She's the reason I was able to come to you. That's the the Lily's master. That's what that's what she said. That makes sense. Oh man, this is uh, this is a bit much to take in. The world of the cats was destroyed. Wait, why? Various reasons, but mostly meddling. With the space time continuum. Mostly just idiots. So, these people that came to our world were escaping a dead planet? Yes, a dead planet, a angry god, angry gods. And they were saved by a woman. And I'm not quite sure of her name. She saved me too. Well, okay. Uh, so, what are what are we supposed to do with this information? <laughs> I mean, we're not supposed to know the future, right? That's that's not a good thing. But don't you understand? You're supposed to know the past, and you don't know the past. <sighs> Why is that? 
I mean, if you're saying that... That we've lived these lives and these adventures, why... Why don't we remember them? Have you ever heard the story of the Adam and the Eve? (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that story. You've just not eaten the fruit. What? Uh, uh, Of knowledge? If you want to retain it. It's not so much the knowledge, it's the retaining... Are you talking in metaphors or like you? We need to eat fruit. Like (laughs) you should always eat fruit. It keeps you regular. Okay, yeah, but this knowledge fruit is that a real thing or? (laughs) Absolutely not. That's okay. Complete horse hockey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just imagined horses playing hockey. It's a great mental image. The door to the library opens up. Please excuse me. Okay. You hear the iron gate open, close, but no lock. Bellamy, um, you've been kind of quiet. Are, Are you here with us? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think I understand what she's trying to tell us. (sighs) I'm looking around at all of the open books, like eyes glazed over. I don't get it. (laughs) You and me both. So all of this is real? I think it has to be. I mean, there's pictures. Well, and you've you've had memories of other things, so... I guess there's precedence for this kind of weird stuff. So Uh, we've just lived a thousand lives. Or we... Well, I'm not an expert on time travel. So, Uh, do you think that's where Darius went? Oh. Where? Like forward or backward in time? Back in the past? I mean, with pictures of him. Why would he leave us, though? Are we... Is this is this not gonna work out? Is well, it already wrong? Did we well, did no, we screw something up? He's in the pictures with us, so we we obviously see him again. But but not in the present. It, it seemed like he left for a reason when he left. I don't like he he had to go for some important reason. I. I don't think he just... So in these books, all of them, was he here the entire time? Can we see him throughout the the history of the book with us? Or is he gone? He seemed to be in the one with the photographs, but I wasn't in that one. And he was in the one with the paintings. Was he in the other two? I didn't actually look for that. Do you think the numbers have any correlation? We have books four through seven. I look up on the bookshelf where Ezra found the books are one, two, three, or eight and above available of the same series of books. Yeah, you have one through 13 that are on that shelf. And then it goes to the next shelf and you see 14 through 28 and then another and another and the aisle just goes on. If you walk along, you'll see that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of volumes. I would like to pick the 
fourth volume on the sixth bookcase, second shelf. You do so. Its numbers are in the hundreds, and it is blank. The pages are pristine. The edge is gold. It has no dust. It has no wear. Wait. What, so we haven't gotten to that one yet? Oh, my brain. I gather all four books. I place them on the table, and I'm looking at them as I kind of flip through each page of the book. Is there what seems like a timeline for each of the books? And are they individual differing timelines? If that makes sense. So let's roll something for this. Anyone that would like to use history, library use, occult, anthropology, archaeology, photography may do so. I will give history a go. I'd like to do library use, but before I do it, I'd like to grab book one off the shelf and add it to the table. Okay. I would like to roll a cult. What was the fourth skill? Anthropology. Sure. Let's do a library use first. Okay. I'm going to add a point to that. Okay. Uh, It's a five plus one, so six. Clara grabs all of these books. So she has one, four, five, six, and seven. And she begins finding a timeline in here. So kind of hearing Edward's thoughts of, you know, we need to find where these correlate. She kind of puts these in a big circle. And while the pages are very different, they may differ by anywhere between 25 to 100 pages off. But she finds the first image of almost everyone in the group. Now, her book, book seven, doesn't have any of her in it. So she picks the one where most of you are in there. And the general feeling of the photographs, the paintings, and the sketches are a meeting of all five of you, except for book one. In book one, you see a brief history of your friend Darius. And it feels like less of a memory album, which is kind of what a lot of the others feel like, and more of a diary or a journal. And it's written in two hands. So there's Darius's handwriting, which you recognize completely. And then you see handwriting from another person whose handwriting you don't recognize at all. And they just seem to be writing back and forth. But then towards, I would say like the first quarter of this book, you'll see that they just start finishing each other's sentences. And as you read, you never get names. You never see that anyone calls themselves Darius. But you see a love emerge between Darius and this other person. And you come to understand that Darius is simply a leader. And the person that he's writing with is his protege. At the very end of this book, you see this person write this really long and upset letter about him losing touch. He's too upset about things that are happening off-world, and he can't stay in the present. And 
and this person is going to leave, regardless of what he thinks, regardless of what he does to her. And then she says, but he'll need something and someone to watch over him to make sure that he stays sane. And that's their last entry. And then you watch as Darius reads this. And he writes out his own response, and it just seems to be like this, you know, pouring of his mind onto paper as he kind of deals with this breakup. And then he says, that's it. I'm throwing myself into the sea, and I'll let it take me. And that's where that book ends. There are no photos, just journal entries. Bellamy. Five. Okay. Instead of paying so much attention to the photos, you begin reading a lot of the text that's under these photos. And you see that there's a lot of explanation in what's happening. And you see that in number seven, Darius's handwriting says, Clara's abilities have become apparent, but she can't control them. We only know that she's there because she speaks or walks behind us. I wish that I could help my friend. I am probably reading this over as we go, and I think when I come across that, I'm going to sit back in my chair for a minute, and then slowly turn the page, and keep that information to myself for now, to not upset everybody while we're in the middle of this, but I will bring it back up later is my plan. As Bellamy represses her feelings and just sort of needs to cover this up a little bit, Todd, you feel something kind of just nagging on your shoulder. It feels like when you burst through the door in the mayor's office for some really weird reason. Guys? Yeah? You know all that really weird and scary crap that happened? Yeah? I I feel like it's happening again. Bellamy, you feel this sense of needing to keep something hidden just dissipate and not necessarily dissipate but almost being pulled away from you and in the direction of Todd you don't feel like you need to say anything to anyone you don't feel like you're gonna spill the beans or anything like that you just feel the emotion drain away from you so my expression will just change on my face and I'll go back to reading and looking for more about that Edward. Six. You are looking at the people in the photographs and paintings, not necessarily your people, but the people of the island. And you notice that in the early volumes, there aren't a lot of people at all. But you'll notice that there is someone with you all the time. There's someone at a campsite with you, and he's cooking. And then you see this person carrying bags for you. And then you 
stumble on to a photo in Todd's book where this person is decorating a wedding cake. And as you flip to the next page, you see your friend Leo in a photo very proudly standing beside this giant wedding cake. Am I able to figure out who the wedding cake was for? You flip the next page and you see Clara in this beautiful flowing wedding gown. It isn't a traditional wedding gown at all. It's not like flowing white or anything, but just all of her favorite colors and she looks stunning. And you see yourself waiting at the end of this aisle as though you're the groom. But you're at the very end of this book and you flip to the next page very quickly to just see what happens because how can this be the end of the book? That doesn't make any sense. And that's where Darius's scribblings are. The failure was Todd. Is there any more information or scribblings at the end of this book? There's not. That is book six. You could look at book seven. I first go back to the page prior and just kind of soak everything in. Is is there anything else other than myself and Clara uh, in this scene that I can pick up on? You see a lot of the same people that are in other volumes in this book as well. So it doesn't seem like you're the only ones that are repeating. The culture and the people themselves are repeating with you. So it's not that Leo's descendants are coming along with you. It's Leo. And you're unclear as to whether or not they remember that. In the last photo, you notice that there are some people in the crowd that look angry. And you notice Todd in the photo standing beside you seems to be like sweating bullets, looks unwell. And Darius beside him looking very concerned. Do I feel any emotions when I see this? Like, is there a familiarity or like a longing upon looking at these pictures? High or low for an emotional connection to these photos? Definitely high. Okay. 63. I sit there for a moment. And I look at these pictures and just really soak it in, looking at myself at the end of the aisle and and, and Clara uh, in a in a wedding dress. And I think there's something like somewhere in the back of my mind, or maybe not even a thought or in the mind, but a feeling that just pulls at me. And then I quickly go to the seventh book and I look at the beginning of that book. Before the photos start, there are small little scribblings in the margin. You see Darius's handwriting talking about controlling Todd and it being very important to be next to him. Hopefully, his two friends can find each other again, find happiness again. But he doesn't necessarily say that he's going to facilitate that. 
it seems that in some cases, Darius is very pro-free will, and in other instances, he is not. Do I get a feeling from his notes that there's almost like a reset? It's not a continuation of the story from book six, but something altogether different? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, you'll notice that even the topography of the island seems different. So as you're looking at maps of St. Paxton, there are areas where there used to be a huge valley. And then in the next book, it's not that at all, but it's the same location. So something about this island changes and resets. It's not just you, but St. Paxton itself seems to be malleable. I take a huge chunk of this book, number seven, pages in my hand, and I just start flipping through the pages, looking for pictures, anything to show me a picture of what I saw at the end of book six. Is there anything that continues the story for myself and Clara? Clara is missing from all of the photos, but there are photos of you and you'll be kind of separated from the group and you'll be laughing. You'll look very happy, but Clara's not there, but you do seem to be engaged in conversation or talking to nothing at all. And then there are times when there will be a photograph and everyone else seems very happy and you'll kind of be a little forlorn. Without Clara in the picture, it's just difficult to tell what happened between you. Without saying anything, I'll look over at Clara and almost kind of like hesitantly want to make sure she's there. And then I'll look at Todd as well. I think I have concerns especially after what I read about Todd as I look upon him and in the back of my mind I have a strong desire of learning more about what happened at the end of book six but I keep that to myself Who's standing beside Edward? Probably me. You'll be able to see the photos that he's flipping through. So you'll kind of be able to catch a lot of the things that he is seeing. I'd like you to tell me what your thoughts or feelings about what you've seen and what you've kind of pieced together are for you. Do I see the wedding pictures? Specifically the ones with me in the wedding dress? Yes. I'm not usually one to face my feelings. So I think as I see that, I'm going to kind of pretend like I'm still looking through a book while I'm trying to piece things together in my brain. And I think it's going to take me a little bit to process it. Like, like I'll probably be kind of glancing at Edward to see how he's reacting. But I wouldn't say anything right away. Perfect.
pod. That's a three. As you get to book six, you see what happens. And as you get to the end of book six, you realize you've been looking for something or someone. But there was something on the island that was giving off some kind of a negative or hurtful energy. And you see in the crowd people that are wearing necklaces that look similar to the scratch and the scar that were on Clara's cheek. You see people in the background holding hands at a time when it would be very weird or inappropriate to hold hands. You see the same people over and over in the far, far background of these photos, not engaging in anything that's happening in the photo, but watching your group of friends. And they don't look happy. In fact, they look quite angry. And at the wedding, they're all sitting in one row, holding hands. You have a memory, a flashback. You remember being there. It smelled like a crazy amount of flowers. And you remember thinking, it's too many flowers. And you even asked Bellamy, that's too many flowers, right? And she would say, it's absolutely not too many flowers. And plus, this is Clara and Edward's day. It's not about you. So get off of it. And you're like, but isn't it too much? And as you stand beside Edward, you piece it together. There are more flowers than are supposed to be there. Because you smell a chemical. And you piece things together. And it wasn't you. Although maybe it was you at the very last minute. But you suddenly felt this burst of energy. Like you could pull anything to you and push it back. But was it you? Or was it them? You weren't sure. The next thing you knew, you were fishing. And then you kind of snap back to Is uh, anyone else getting any thoughts or anything off of these books? Nope, not really. Not, uh, nope. Con- confused. Just. Yeah, anybody else see anything interesting? Todd, you immediately recognize Clara's tone of voice the way that she's saying things, the speed at which she's saying them as being the exact same as when you were trying to forcibly get her to talk about her parents at the D&D table. The rest of you would probably notice this as well. Clara, Snow White and Seven Flights all (laughs) over again. What? You're saying they're classic stories? No. There's no beer in them, so. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, okay, but uh, there is this little detail that I find a little frightening. Look, do you see these necklaces? 
Like, if you look really closely at these kind of, like, pissed off people, I don't know. They just look unhappy, maybe angry, I don't know. But look at around the neck. Oh. Haven't we seen that somewhere? I'm going to subconsciously put my hand up to my cheek and feel the scar. What? Um, That's gotta be coincidence, right? Uh... I mean, that's... I... I don't think that's coincidence. That that has to be... That has to have a meaning. That's um weird. There's a scratch. But you you don't have that in these. Not not that I've seen. Huh. Is there a way to remove that or or I okay. I I'm going to ask a really weird question. Okay, and just just tell me if I just should shut up. Okay. Can, can you put, like, makeup over that? Oh my god, Todd. <laughs> Is that it's really not that noticeable, Clara. I promise. <laughs> Todd. Thank you. I was a little god. it was... But uh, now, <laughs> this necklace thing, has anybody... Do any of you remember currently anybody we've dealt with wearing them and maybe maybe that's a symbol that we need to like look up i know it's just a scratch but there's history here of things that did or didn't happen or whatever maybe the that the scratch maybe maybe this started something maybe this is here somewhere. Uh, well, we're in a library. What well, better place to look something up, right? We should probably ask Ezra. Where is she, anyways? How can I help you? Ooh, oh! oh. <laughs> Holy. <sighs> wow. <laughs> um, oh. So, we were just discussing, uh, I-, I guess, different symbols or um, markings? Would you happen to have books on symbols or markings that meant something to the island or the people here? Like this one, for instance? And I'll point at my cheek. She looks at your cheek, of course. Ah. Ezra walks over to a small shelf and she pulls out a drawer and inside the drawer she lifts out a small mirrored box and she very carefully comes and places it on the table in front of you and she opens the box inside you see three necklaces with long chains that have this symbol carved out of stone, metal, and wood. And that's where we're going to call it. (sighs) Holy shit! What? God! (laughs) Did everyone have a good time? Yes! Yes! But why? Why knew the library could be so fun? All right! (laughs) Why didn't we come here to start with? I blame I Todd. Know. I blame Todd. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what? Well, in our defense, we oh did go God. to the library once, and we were reset. Mm, true. It's fair. True. Yeah. Because Stacy wouldn't go to sleep like a good girl. Stacy doesn't know how to sleep. Okay. Goodbye. This episode was produced and edited by Hiroshi, and the opening and closing theme was created by Rob Anderson. Find them on Twitter at Maybe Hiroshi and at Potentially Rob. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at Typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlet Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. 
As always, you can follow the show as CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekling shows, such as Drunks and Dragons, Brute Force, or Inks and Issues. What's up, guys? I am here again. It's Stacy to thank you for listening to another episode of Cthulhu and Friends and hanging out with us. To our backers on Patreon, we cannot adequately express how much we appreciate you, but we're going to try anyway. Steve with a V, thank you. Michelle Cohey, thank you so much for your continued support. Weird Girl, you're awesome. And Ashton Burgess, Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys.